morning. And a very warm welcome to St Swithin's this morning. We're delighted that you've joined us to worship here together. Well, it was great and real pleasure to be able to gather together publicly uh, last Sunday, whether that was sharing communion in the church building or meeting outside in the pop-up cafe. And can I encourage you to continue to use the opportunities over the summer when we repeat that, but also to continue to meet up while the weather's good in gardens with other Christians and particularly the friends and family in St Swithin's. St Swithin's has a recent history of having the courage to be still, to be quiet before God. And in our busy world where everything is about being quick, 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 to listen and to come before God into his presence in stillness. And Valerie is going to be helping us think a bit more about that later on in our service. Because I wonder this morning how you think God is going to speak to you, how God is going to minister to you or get through to you this morning. I mean, we know God is great. His love is great. It's active. His love is not passive. And he continues to pursue us, whether we're really old or really young, throughout our lives. God's love doesn't give up on us this morning. And as we encounter the God of love, God makes us new. He renews us by his spirit. He restores us and gives us purpose and his gifts and his strength for us to live. So whether it's spending time praying, whether it's spending time in scripture, whether it's time serving each other or others' needs, reaching out to the poor, whether it's singing with our, our passion, whether it's reading theology, whether it's simply encouraging others, as we worship, God renews us. So let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we pray you would speak to us and minister to us afresh this day. Renew us by your Spirit and open our eyes to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Today we're thinking about renewal and stillness. And Tim has asked me to share some thoughts on stillness. St Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in God. That God has made us for himself to be in relationship with him, implying that away from him, we cannot fully know rest and peace. So our starting point is closeness to God. A favourite verse and one that's been really important in the last few months is Psalm 131 verse 2. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a, a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. A maternal picture of intimacy with God, sat on his, her knee, satisfied and at peace, content. Spurgeon, the famous 19th century Baptist preacher, wrote several sermons on this psalm. And if you're interested to explore more, I've included a link on the transcription, as well as Bible verses referred to later. The weaned child is content and satisfied, but the weaning child is not. It's fretful and not at peace. So what stops us from being still in God's presence for coming to that place of the weaned child? Another verse I come back to time and again on stillness is Isaiah 30, verse 15. 
In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. I'm always shocked about how the verse continues, but you would have none of it. God invites us to receive so much for him. In fact, everything we need. So here are some thoughts on what stops us. For all our protestations, Jesus and God's word always has an answer. So the list. Busyness. You remember the story of Martha and uh, Jesus saying to her, but Mary has chosen the one thing that was required to be still and to know that I am God. Preoccupation, things going around in our heads that we can't still ourselves, we can't still our thoughts. That verse I love about taking each thought captive to Christ in a way that it could be harnessed and stilled. Exhaustion and weariness. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for it is easy and my burden is light. Sadness and pain, both in our hearts and in our physical bodies. Our tears are precious to God. He captures them in jars. Pain in our bodies, that's a really difficult one, but I know of people who use mindfulness and they are able to eliminate drugs, prescribed drugs, because they're able to use their mind. So I know that God has given us a capacity to be able to overcome even physical pain. Discontent, that thing that keeps us striving for more. Spurgeon has much to say on this. But a great counter to envy and discontent is thankfulness. And thank you to Ruth Norman for her recent really helpful thoughts on the practice of thankfulness. My thankfulness jar reminds me of all that I have when I'm tempted to be envious. And now the really big one, anxiety. Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries for itself. But that kind of feels not enough of an answer, does it? We are anxious about many, many things, but how do we know what tomorrow will hold? Who could have guessed we'd be in a global pandemic this time five months ago, six months ago, this time last year? We have no idea what tomorrow holds. We only have today. And another one, past hurts, broken relationships, things in our past. That offer of forgiveness to both give and receive is really, really powerful. I haven't got space to go into it here, but it is really, really powerful to free us but it, it's not an easy one I love that verse also in Isaiah about fear not for I have redeemed you I have called you by name and you are mine and so if our past is redeemed and our future is secure we only have the present today that's why it's called a gift and I thank you to Muriel for that gem Lockdown has given some of us opportunities to do things differently. Instead of commuting to work, where driving, listening to prayers you go and interceding, this has now been replaced for me with what I would call a proper quiet time. 
the sort of special time with God I could only achieve at weekends or on retreat. A time alone with God to sit on his knee, to hear his heartbeat, to listen to him and to share what's on my heart. It's been a really rich and precious time spiritually, but I've really needed it. I think it's something that has sustained me through what has been a very challenging, busy and at times exhausting period. But out of that place of stillness with God, he has enabled me to do so much. I still have periods when I forget and I just to come and sit on Abba's knee, dear dad's knee. Thank you, Les, for that enduring image of our heavenly dad always welcoming us, always waiting. And when we finally get there saying, what took you so long? In music, we have pause. It's a sign, little semicircle with a dot in the middle. In drama, there's a dramatic pause. And in dancing, when a ballerina appears suspended, these pauses seem to enable us to enjoy more or to feel and experience the weight of something more deeply. I was struck by a new term in lockdown, anthropause, that the huge ceasing of human activity has had an amazing impact on the natural world. Many accounts of less pollution from human activity has enabled creation to thrive again when we know countless species of animal and plant life are on the verge of extinction. Anthropause. Yes, for many of us, that silence and stillness was delicious. Silence often the companion of stillness. And it's not surprising, therefore, that when we are still, it benefits the whole of creation. We need these still points throughout the day, a rhythm of prayer and activity, like the tides ebb and flow, and that monastic rhythm of prayer, giving us opportunities to recenter. We need to work out of a place of rest, not just rest from activity. I think there's something called a fulcrum point, which is where the centre that enables an activity to happen Stillness with God, I would say, is our fulcrum, and Jesus, our centre point. And Jesus is our role model, as we know there's many examples where he withdrew to be alone with God. I hear you say, yes, sure, it was okay for Jesus. He didn't have to work like we do. He didn't have to juggle childcare, domestic chores, work, looking after neighbours, pets, parents, etc. I find the story of Charles Wesley's mother, Susanna, really inspiring. She's renowned for throwing her apron over her head, which signified that she was not to be disturbed. It was her time with God. I had an image of her sitting there and probably just taking five. But no, this mother of 10 children with not an exactly supportive husband would sit for two hours under her apron, her tent of meeting, during the day to be alone with God, whilst her children studied, played and created. Amazing. The metaphor of the weaned child, an intimacy to the father, mother, 
maybe images that are painful for some of us. If that is the case, then I would encourage you to speak to someone you trust at church to help and support you work through difficult emotions and feelings. But maybe we could share with one another the things that stop us, the things that we feel difficult from getting close to God and being still. Spurgeon asks, what are we weaned from? Is it self-sufficiency, self-will, self-seeking? Yes, all of these things, but it takes practice. It's a long, steady process of becoming more and more dependent on God, of building a trusting relationship with him. We cannot go out and run a marathon. We need to train. If you find it difficult being still in God's presence, then start small, 30 seconds a day, then a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, and just see where it leads. Spurgeon asks another question. Do we have a Psalm 131 soul? Do we have a still and quiet soul that is content in God with the life he has given us? I'd like to finish with the words from a song and a prayer. To be in your presence, to sit at your feet, where your love surrounds me and makes me complete. This is my desire, O Lord. This is my desire. To rest in your presence, not rushing away. To cherish each moment, here I would stay. This is my desire, O Lord. This is my desire. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would create in us a greater desire to seek stillness in Abba's presence. Knowing that it is a place where we are fully satisfied in that healing shalom, truly at peace. Holy Spirit, work in us to remove barriers and obstacles to that place of intimacy so that we, your children, can say we trust you fully for all our tomorrows, for they are safe in your loving hands. Amen. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, all the days of my life, and to seek him in his temple. Lord, help us to slow down to be with you. Help us to be still and listen to what you are saying to us in this season of lockdown and as we emerge back into society again. Help us to grow in our stillness and inner rest with you to open the eyes of our hearts in order to be more aware of your presence. We thank you that you make all things new, that in your presence you renew us by your Holy Spirit, that you recharge us, refresh us and remake us. Renew our minds through your living word. Renew our hearts by your Spirit and renew our hopes and dreams to follow you as we yield ourselves afresh to you this day.
Help us to see you in all that we do, in all that we say, and in all that we become, as we travel on this journey of transformation to your heart. Help us develop stillness as a rhythm in our lives, that in the stillness we are able to lie down in green pastures and come beside the still waters of your love. Help us to see ourselves as you see us, beloved, precious and honoured in your sight. Fill us with your love and renew us daily so that we are able to live a life of abundance. That we can love you with all of our minds, with all of our hearts and all of our wills. That through your love we can love our neighbours as ourselves. Thank you for carrying us through lockdown and connecting us as a body through Zoom and online. As we start to venture out, be with us and give us discernment with all the decisions that we make. Give us courage to live in society again and take away our fear and anxiety. Take us by the hand and lead us, Heavenly Father, through this world's tempestuous sea. Guide Boris Johnson to lead with wisdom and balance restraint. Guide us to learn the lessons of lockdown as individuals, as a community and globally. Let these lessons of slowing down, reprioritizing and walking with you be a lifetime pursuit. Help us to know you, help us to remember you and help us to put you first, Jesus, in all our decisions going forward with a lighter step supported by you as your yoke is light. In Jesus' name, Amen.